This is KJZZ Sun Up. It's your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Good day to you. I'm Phil Latzman. Uh, this podcast, we tell you, is a audio postcard uh, from the uh, Grand Canyon State Daily Digest of the day's events here in Arizona. It's Friday. Time for the happy dance on this 10th day of March. Cha-cha-cha. Let's see what's happening here in the news. Well, Mexico's president gave a forceful rebuke to a proposal by some Republican lawmakers to use the U.S. military to fight drug cartels in Mexico. From the front terrorist desk in Hermosillo, Kendall Blush reports the president sees the idea as a threat to his country's sovereignty. Irresponsible and offensive. That's how President Andrés Manuel López Obrador characterized calls for the U.S. military to intervene in Mexico. Además de irresponsable, es una ofensa. He was responding to U.S. lawmakers, including Texas Republican Dan Crenshaw and Senator Lindsey Graham, whose calls for military action intensified after four U.S. citizens were kidnapped in the city of Matamoros in northeastern Mexico this week. Two of them were killed. Calling Republican lawmakers interventionist, hypocritical, and corrupt, López Obrador said he would begin a campaign against the party directed at Mexicans living in the U.S. He criticized the lawmakers for trying to fight violence with violence. However, his administration sent hundreds of additional military personnel to Matamoros this week, despite recent killings of civilians by soldiers in the state. Kendall Blust, KJZ News, Hermosillo. Back here in Arizona, Governor Katie Hobbs has vetoed a bill that would have banned Arizona's public schools from talking about race in certain ways. As Bridget Dowd reports, Hobbs called it a fake political issue. The bill's sponsor, Republican Senator J.D. Mesnard, claims some students are being taught that America as a whole is a racist country. Public school advocates insist critical race theory is only taught at a university level and not in the state's K-12 schools. Republicans like Superintendent Tom Horn claim it's reaching classrooms even if it's called something else. In her veto letter, Hobbs wrote, it is time to stop utilizing students and teachers in culture wars based on fear-mongering and unfounded accusations. This is the governor's 16th veto since the session began in January. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Marijuana patients living in six Arizona counties have to travel outside them to shop at a medical dispensary. Matthew Casey reports that the Arizona Department of Health Services plans to issue a half dozen licenses today. Apache, Cochise, Gila, Graham, Greenlee, and Santa Cruz counties currently have no medical marijuana dispensaries, yet each county is home to at least one recreational weed store. State law limits the number of medical marijuana dispensaries unless there is none in a county where there is an approved application. Dozens of applications were filed with the state health department in December. Now the agency will issue a nonprofit medical dispensary license for use in each of the counties without a store. Random drawings will be held for the permits in two counties because more than one applicant hopes to open there. Matthew Casey, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Over the past month, Arizona has seen the biggest increase in average gas prices in the country. The average price on Thursday was nearly $3.90 a gallon, about 42 cents above the national average. Phoenix is seeing higher averages. Patrick DeHaan with Gas Buddy says the higher prices are due in part to the normal seasonal transition to the more expensive clean-burning gasoline that is required under law. In addition, refineries in the West Coast, especially uh, Southern California, where Phoenix gets much of its gasoline, are doing maintenance, and that limits the amount of supply available. He says these high prices could last through May. According to AAA Arizona, gas prices in the state have been above the national average for the past year.
And speaking of being above average, the valley is expected to hit 80 degrees today for the first time this year. And with that heat comes higher levels of air pollution. Matt Pace is a meteorologist with the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality. As we head through the next couple months, that's when we're going to start to see ozone creep up. And of course, ozone's invisible, so you're not going to see that. So it's really important to pay attention to that air quality forecast. Pace told KJZZ's the show residents can reduce pollution by cutting their emissions, especially as the state heads into wildfire season. Firearm deaths are a growing problem both across the U.S. and in Arizona. Now a new report finds that gun violence is one of the leading causes of death among adults and children in the state. Kathy Ritchie has more. The report by the Arizona Public Health Association is grim. Gun deaths are on the rise, so are suicides. Alan Williams, a former epidemiologist with the Minnesota Department of Health, co-authored the report. One of the most surprising things to me is the fact that it is firearm suicides that represent two-thirds of firearm uh, mortality. And when you drill down and start sussing out the differences between men and women? Men have the the highest rates of suicide and, and the 85 plus bracket, it's almost a 24-fold difference between men and women in the suicide rate. The study did not look at reasons why. However, isolation, declining physical health, or the death of a spouse could be risk factors for suicide. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The number of people losing their rental homes is rising ever since a pandemic-era eviction moratorium expired. Data from Eviction Lab showed January filings in Phoenix were 23% higher than average and approaching levels seen during the Great Recession of 2008. Maxine Becker is an attorney focusing on housing policy at Wildfire, a statewide anti-poverty nonprofit. Now we really are seeing that there are just these real systemic issues with our housing stock, with affordability, that they have to be addressed in a better way. Becker told KJZZ's The Show the state should focus on housing stability and create an early intervention mediation program. Well, poison and drug information centers at the U of A and Banner, along with Arizona Public Health and Safety Agencies, are warning health care providers of high concentrations of fentanyl found in illicit drugs, especially cocaine. From the Arizona Science Desk, Nicholas Gerbis reports. The warning was prompted by a cluster of recent cases involving higher concentrations of the deadly synthetic opioid and requiring multiple doses of naloxone to treat. Magdalena Serda directs the Center for Opioid Epidemiology and Policy at the NYU Grossman School of Medicine. In a February webinar, she said only 15% of U.S. counties have community-based naloxone distribution programs, and less than 50% have treatment centers that provide the overdose medicine. So essentially, broad swaths of the United States lack access to some of the leading sources of naloxone for community-based use. The agencies encourage medical providers and labs to report relevant results to the Arizona Poison system. Nicholas Gerbis, KJZZ News, Phoenix. From KJZZ News, I'm Matthew Casey. A Southwest Valley city is starting its own ambulance service on Friday. Goodyear has long relied on private ambulances, but now the fire department has two of its own. City officials say they'll enable crews to give continued care from when they first arrive at an emergency until they drop off at a hospital. Goodyear will keep contracting with Maricopa Ambulance while its own service grows. Residents of the Rio Sonora Valley in Mexico are concerned about a major new tailing dam at a mine upstream. Back in 2014, a spill there caused what's considered 
the worst environmental disaster in Mexican mining history. From the front terrace desk, here's KJZZ's Kendall Blust again with a report on that. The new tailings pond at Grupo Mexico's Buena Vista Copper Mine can store thousands of times more waste than the one that caused the 2014 spill, and that has residents downstream concerned about the risk of another disaster. Alicia Miranda is a member of the Rio Sonora Watershed Committees, which started the petition asking for support to require additional safety measures at the new tailings dam. Mexico's environmental ministry initially ordered the added safeguards after Mexico's Supreme Court found the mining company had violated the community's rights by failing to inform and consult them about the project. A federal magistrate later ruled that Grupo Mexico was not obligated to implement the changes, but members of the community are seeking support to have that ruling overturned. Kendall Blust, KJ's Z News, MOCO. And there's a lot of sports on this Friday morning. Kevin Durant has a left ankle sprain. Suffered in pregame warm-ups Wednesday. He'll be reevaluated in three weeks. Suns would have just five games left until the playoffs start when he is reevaluated. In college hoops, there'll be ASU and U of A in the semifinals of the men's Pac-12 basketball tournament tonight in Las Vegas. Sun Devils knocked down 14 three-pointers to upset USC 77-72 in the quarters last night. Meanwhile, the Wildcats broke away late in a 95-84 win over Stanford in their quarterfinal. And that rematch is tonight at 9.30 Arizona time. GCU advances in the Western Athletic Conference Tournament. They beat Seattle yesterday, and they'll play Southern Utah in the semis today. Hockey, Russian rookie Ivan Prosvetov stopped 39 shots, and Brett Ritchie scored in his Arizona debuts. The Coyotes beat the Predators last night at 4-1 to and prove their uh, record at home, which is winning this season. Baseball, the Diamondbacks off in spring play. They'll play the Reds in Goodyear today. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast on this Friday, March 10th. I'm Phil Latzman. Have a great weekend. We'll be here for you again on Monday.